Welcome back, everybody. All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. This is going to be episode 48 coming up. Hope everybody's had a great summer. I took the summer off, obviously, because you haven't gotten any episodes here in a little while. But uh, it's been a great summer. Uh, had some successful uh, basketball camps over there at Chapelgate and um, did some some uh, team camps and spent some time with the family and, and enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, school's getting ready to go back. So best of luck to everybody going back to school and, and playing sports uh, this fall, this winter, and I uh, hope everyone had a good one. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this episode, uh, episode 48, with uh, Coach Josh Merkel. He's the head coach at Randolph-Macon College down in Ashland, Virginia. He just won the uh, Division Three National Cha- NCAA National Championship uh, for basketball. It was a lot of fun to watch. You know, without COVID, I really think they would have won three straight titles, which is amazing. I mean, they, they, they've racked up just a ton of wins. You're going to hear that a little bit last year went 33 and one uh so a little bit about coach Merkel he's a he's a Maryland guy uh you're going to hear him talk a little bit about that so we'll steal his thunder but uh over the last uh four seasons Randolph Macon has gone 107 100 wins seven losses uh he's, he's a really fantastic coach and just didn't talk about this much on the episode but uh just to kind of go over some of his stats here uh since his time at Randolph Macon his uh, record is 148 and 38. Uh, he's the this year the Division Three Coach of the Year. He was the National Coach of the Year by D three and NABC Division Three Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year by D three Hoops. Uh, 2022 recipient of the Glenn Robinson Award for the second straight year as top Division Three head coach. Uh, he's been a three time um, State Coach of the Year, uh, 2020, 21, 22. Five-time ODAC, that's their conference, uh, uh, Old Dominion Athletic Conference, I believe. Uh, five-time ODAC Coach of the Year, 2018 through 2022. It's 12-3 uh, in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, they won a championship this year. Five ODAC regular season titles from 2017 to 2022. Three ODAC tournament titles from 2020 to 2022. The program record for victories this season with 33. The end of the 20, uh, this season, 27 straight wins. Again, they went 33 and one. So, uh, incredible, incredible coach, incredible staff, incredible players. I mean, they had two All Americans the last two years. So, you're going to hear all about that. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, uh, coach called me from his car. He, he was in his car, uh, out on doing a business trip. So, uh, so it was a lot of fun, but, uh, thanks again to him. He, he is a fantastic coach and, and just want to plug one other, uh, podcast where I had the chance to, uh, you really hear him get into the X's and O's of, of the pillars of his coaching, uh, um, uh, style and, and what they, their, what they believe in and, and what he teaches on hardwood hustle. You can hear me talk about that hardwood hustle podcast. Can't remember the exact episode, but if you you know look it up, and uh, especially if you're a coach listening to this, you're going to get a lot of insight on that. So enjoy the episode. It's good to be back, and uh, looking forward to having another guest next week. Coach Josh Merkel with Randolph Macon College, national champion, national coach of the year. How are you doing today, Coach? Doing great, Sherman. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's good to connect with you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I uh, I used to see you a lot around the uh, around the gym at uh, St. Vincent Pilates when you're recruiting my guy Miles there. And uh, yes, sir. And that's that's that relationship has definitely worked out. I would say. 
I would I would say so, man. We love uh, just love. It's been awesome coaching that guy, and uh, you know, you never know. Recruiting is inexact. Um, yeah. It was funny. He's such a quiet, uh, introspective guy that um, I think it was hard in the recruiting process to build any type of relationship with him. But he was like that with everybody, mm-hmm. and um, you know, comes from a great family. Mom was very um, extroverted, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just glad he chose us. At the end of the day, I love the relationship that we have. Really yeah. excited for his senior year, and um, you know he's he's an absolute winner, and just a high level, high IQ, uh, competitive guy that um, will do what it takes to win. Yeah, and two time All American at that. So um, yeah, so <laughs> so thank you. So it's it's been fun to watch you all. Um, you know, before we uh, kind of get into the team now, can you tell tell everybody you know your upbringing? I know that you went to Salisbury. You played four four year player at Salisbury. Uh, uh, for college, yep. but but uh, who was Josh Merkel before that? I'll, I'll try to make the long story short because I'm 43 now with with three kids and a beautiful wife at home. I um, hit the parent lottery, uh, I would say, and uh, oldest of nine, I was a leader or in a leadership position before I knew it. Wow! And uh, my mom played at the University of Maryland. Uh, my my dad was a professor there, and uh, and then worked in Maryland, so. Mom, I was a coach for two years until she had me, and then she kept having kids. So um, <laughs> she was my first coach. She taught me uh, a lot about just passion and love for the game. And she played into her 60s, even in the Senior Olympics. Wow. Uh, just loves hoops, loves basketball. Yeah. So athletic. Uh, um, it was awesome. I got to play for Stu Vetter and Kevin Sutton at Prospect Hall there in Frederick, Maryland. Okay. Um, and that really just kind of fanned the, the flame and my passion. And uh, I really – through playing for those guys and, and Coach Sutton in particular, uh, it was like an everyday thing, you know, 11 months a year program. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to impact high school players the way Coach Sutton had impacted me and work ethic and development. And um, so that's what I did after playing at Salisbury, like you mentioned, played four years there, went back to Prospect Hall. I was uh, JV assistant and then JV head coach and assistant varsity coach to Bruce Kelly, who's now at the Bullet School. Yeah. So awesome working with BK, a mentor of mine. Great. And then coach. the journey, basketball journey took me to. He is, man. He's a, he's a legend. He is a um, legend. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fortunate, I guess, uh, along my – the stops along the way, I've just been able to work with winning coaches, winning cultures, and have been able to learn a lot. I mean, I, I take a lot from myself, Coach Vetter, that's uh, a lot of our foundation defensively. And he was a Dean Smith disciple, so we take a lot of that competitive mm-hmm. cauldron. And, uh, you know, competing is, is what's helped me get to this point and this level where I've been able to impact hopefully some players along the way. Yeah. Um, so I would say then I went West Virginia, GA there, Eastern Kentucky, uh, assistant at Randolph-Macon, head coach at Salisbury, and then back to Randolph-Macon. So um, a few stops, but really kind of some of the same stops uh, each, you know, played it. Played a prospect all the way back and coached there. Played at Salisbury, then went back and coached there. <laughs> Assistant at Macon, and then went back as the head coach. It's been a pretty cool journey. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. So back then, so uh, prospect Hall at that time, and I'm trying to, I can't remember the exact years, but you were there during their run. I mean, they, they were top 10 in the country, top 20? Yeah, yep, yep. Were you on no, those top, teams? Top, I mean, even top 10. So we were seventh my junior year, second my senior year. Then they won it all after I graduated. 
So, yeah. um, some so high for those, level talent. So for those that, that are listening to this that don't understand, we're talking about in the country high school, number one. <laughs> so you're on the seventh and second ranked yeah. team in the entire country. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, we were, um, it was a lot of fun, although challenging too. Um, yeah. you know, my junior year, I didn't get off the, the bench, even up 30. It was like, you know, you're going to get that last minute or two is, is about the most I was getting. Um, yeah. so it was humbling, but it was good. Right. It was really good for my development. Yeah. There's no transfer portal back then. So <laughs> you're going <laughs> to stick it out. No, there, I mean, people did actually. Yeah. yeah I, my parents asked me about it. My friends asked me about it. I still remember it vividly. I think even Coach Vetter was worried, like, hey, Josh, we got a lot of great players. I don't know if you're going to play here. You know, I, I would say he didn't encourage me to leave, but he, mm-hmm. but he basically laid it out like you may not play. Right. And, um, but I felt like I was getting better, and this is a big piece, too. I think uh, that's a really important piece. Don't run when you're developing somewhere. I felt like I was mm-hmm. becoming the best version of myself. I knew I wanted to play in college. And mm-hmm. so if I've got a four-year college career ahead of me, why wouldn't, why would I leave a place where I'm growing the most? That's really how I looked at it at the time. And I'm glad I stayed. Yeah, that's really good advice. I'm glad you said that. That's, I mean, that's really good advice that I, I hope people uh, take heed to. That's, that's great. Um, so yeah. what, what, what went into the decision? Cause if you're a head coach at Salisbury and then, like you said, you were there and then you make the jump back to Randolph-Macon, I'm sure that yeah. that had to be a tough decision. It was a tough decision. I mean, going back now, so I was married. We were expecting our first child. So there was a couple things. It was more family decision. Okay. Um, started looking at the Richmond area, more opportunities for my wife, uh, who, who works in higher ed and uh, works in academic support now at Randolph-Macon. Um, oh, cool. She was working at Salisbury as well at the time. Um, basketball at Randolph-Macon, I mean, it's fully supported. And, uh, you know, I think that was a try because uh, there's so many great people. I love Salisbury. I, I really grew a lot during my time there, both times there. As well. So you, you come back um, and then, you know, the, I mean, the success you've had uh, has just, especially, you know, over the last, well, I mean, it's what, one, two, three, four years, I guess. And, you know, that COVID year in there. Um, but the, the year, so, and I know that, you know, you probably, can't say it's I'll say it. <laughs> I, I mean it, you, you were on you were on track I mean this could have been your third straight title um mm. uh you know that you you win it all you win the NCAA national championship division three national championship you went undefeated during that COVID year that you know that there wasn't a a uh, uh tournament and then you have it kind of ripped out right from underneath of you uh right you know when COVID hit and they canceled everything so um, a big piece of that that I wanted to ask you about is Buzz Anthony. I mean, tremendous kid. You know, he's from this area, MIAA kid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure how you replace a Buzz Anthony, but can you talk about him and what he meant to your program during his time with you? Yeah, I don't think you replace great players. I think, you know, there's new great players that come in and franchise players. And uh, but the impact that he had uh, on on me as a coach and uh, on our program is just immense. And so I, I do tell the story. I try to tell high school guys or really anybody, uh, even other college teams, the power of one, the mm. power of one. And, um, you know, you can impact things where you are. It's like bloom where you're planted, grow where your feet are. Uh, buzz his courage of not caring what other people thought, mm. his work ethic, his attention to detail, um, 
And one of the great stories I love to tell, I mean, this guy is a, he's a basketball coach. He's always watching film, but Buzz is now a pro. He's playing in Germany, second division. Uh, he could be over there for a very long time. That's my, uh, my, uh, I think that places, but I would say he was a pro as a freshman. So a lot of guys talk about, I want to be a pro and yeah, it, it looks great. It sounds great on paper, but he, he, his attention to detail, he had his goals up. And then when he, every time he went in the gym, it was intentional. It was a whole off season of I'm working on my left hand. Mm. It was a whole off season of pulling up deeper shots off the dribble, uh, you know, from behind the arc and with range. And so, uh, you know, and two workouts. And so even Kurt Axe workouts in the preseason, he would do, because we basically lift Fridays and then we play Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. He learned from Kobe to get three workouts in between those two team workouts. Oh, so he'd come in at nine o'clock at night, two thirty in the morning, seven in the morning and have three intentional workouts. And it was more to get the mental edge than anything. You know, he talked about it was, it would wear him down and it wasn't always about intensity of those, but it was finding the mental, winning the mental game and pushing through fatigue and then earning the edge and earning that self-confidence, knowing that he's in the gym when no one else is. And then I, I would just add, his leadership journey, when he first started out, you know what happened. Guys mm-hmm. say, why are you doing that, man? You're making us all look bad. You know, <laughs> me, mediocre doesn't love being around excellence. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of guys that were, uh, you know, not, not embracing that part of the journey. And then you fast forward to Buzz's senior year, his fifth year. He's got 11 guys, Miles being one of them, uh, mm-hmm. doing this. And yeah. so not only were we good in preseason one and all that stuff, it doesn't matter, but it's like we had a hungry group that didn't think very highly of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And that was big for our team. And then what I love is, you know, I, I've, I've just talked to the guys about, we don't want to lose that just because buzz is gone or just because we've won, you know, that's where you got to fight that complacency. And I, I would expect maybe we even have more guys doing that. this right. But that's been a player driven thing because if I ever said, Hey guys, I want you to do this in the preseason. Well, shoot, I didn't do that as a player. So Mm -hmm. I can't even, um, I, I, it's hard for me to ask guys to do something I didn't do. And, uh, so it it just, it it held a lot more power that, that Buzz took ownership and brought that to our program. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Never heard that story about the, uh, the three intentional workouts in between. That's, that's, that's that Mamba (laughs) mentality though. It is. It is. Yes, sir. Uh, so a uh, quick fun fact, um, our head coach, Coach Frierson over at Chapelgate, his son, uh, who played at Chapelgate, played at the Citadel, he's in Germany now, and I was uh, talking to him about Buzz, and they're actually going to be playing against each other this season. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, so I love two, it. Two Yellow Jackets playing each other. So Yeah, I remember that was uh, Frick, right? Is yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Frick, yeah. I, I remember recruiting him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Matt, uh, so Frick. Frick Frierson is our head coach, and Frick Matt is, is the coach. Son. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, really good player. Um, and uh, and actually, our AD, by the way, he played basketball at Randolph Macon. So, I think he That's was there. Right. Yeah, I love I love the connection. Yeah, yeah. We got to get uh, the next stud out of Chapelgate. That's for sure. Hey, we'll talk after this. <laughs> we got a few. We have ten seniors this year, coach. So it's going to be wow. Fun. That that's that's awesome. Yeah. That says a lot about the program, too, when you have that many guys sticking with you. It does, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great group of guys. We recruit the right guys, you know, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun to be around, for sure. 
Um, one thing you said, and I actually, I'm going to tell you this too. We, um, uh, it's actually fun. Just brought up coach Frierson, but I heard your podcast on the hardwood hustle. Coach Frierson always sends those episodes on that. He sent actually your episode out to the coaching staff this week as well. I had heard it, you know, when you've recorded a couple months ago, but, uh, I, and I had to keep pausing because I was taking so many notes from, you had a lot of, uh, great insight, great, great, uh, one-liners. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, um, but you just said something else about that. And you said a, a player led team. Um, mm-hmm. can you talk about that? I mean, I know you just kind of talked about like what, what buzz did for that, but how important is that when you have, uh, you know, uh, leadership on your team that really take control, uh, and, and you kind of did just touch on this, but how important is that in the overall grand scheme of winning? Yeah, I mean, it's something we, we really talk about probably daily. So it's mm-hmm. um, basketball is about problem solving. And mm-hmm. when it comes time to solve problems and affect winning, I'm not on the floor. I can't solve every problem for the guys. Mm-hmm. And so we want them to take ownership for solving these problems. But, but as coaches, we do a lot of times, and I've been, I've been at fault of this, just like anybody else, of um, trying to give them the answers because we know some of the answers. But, man, when they, when they find them, when they can apply them, it's just so much more powerful because they start looking for solutions. And, and that's been really big. And yeah. so having guys like Miles and Buzz, um, just to name a few, but yeah. it's like they're, they're seeking answers. And then I think player-driven can show up in a lot of ways. Now, because mm-hmm. winning language, winning culture, those are some of the things that you mentioned. When sure. they start, you know, it doesn't matter all those one liners, like all, all the pillars that we talk about. It doesn't matter if when you come into our locker room or if you come to a practice, you don't feel it, you don't see it. And so each year we're out to shape that and build our culture and our behaviors, which is the word that we need to use, you know, again and again. And you're fighting for your culture daily, I think. And if the coach is the only one, you're never going to get there. Right. So then it's like how many players are, are, are in there with two feet and pushing that flywheel, so to speak, uh, and, and talking the winning language that you have so that the young guys can figure it out sooner. You know, and it's, it's like we're going to get there. I, I, I tell you, like, we're going to get there. But how quickly we can get there is going to be the secret. That's magic. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. I, and when you talk about culture, Coach, uh, Coach Frierson, always, he, he always has a great line. He tells uh, his staff, he says, it, it takes years to build culture, and one day it can be gone. One day Man, you can kill it. True. Yeah. True. So I love, I love that line. And shout out to Coach, too, for sending out the pi- podcast. So I, I got to connect with him. Again, I appreciate that. But, I, I, I mean, I was at the beach this past week, and I got a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And the six-year-old spends like an hour making this great sandcastle and putting all this care in the world into it. And he's just invested. And my three-year-old comes in and in one second just tears the whole thing down. Oh man. And it's like, it takes, <laughs> that's no a metaphor skill. for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it takes no skill to, to destroy something, to be cynical, right. right? To uh, right. point out the fault. Um, but it takes a ton of skill. It takes years of work to build something, to build art, to, to have a good performance, to be a high achiever. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I, uh, I, I will say this, I mean, watching you all play, it, it, it's almost, uh, it's like poetry in motion. Cause you, like you said, you talk about buzz or miles, but that, you know, everybody on the, it's like everyone who touched the floor. Um, it was just a 
you know, if you love basketball, it's really fun to watch your teams play. And you can tell um, just the way they play together. And it was, it's unselfish. Of course you have play. I mean, you got to have players if you don't win at all. Right. But, but it's, it's just the team, like, like I said, like poetry in motion, uh, watching those guys play, you know, when you have two all Americans on your team, they can just try to, you know, give the ball to buzz, give the ball to miles, but that wasn't the case. It was, you know, they played within, you know, uh, the system and and together. So, uh, yeah, you could tell it's definitely a a family family atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. So what about this year's team? So obviously, you know, miles is coming back and, and, uh, Oh, there's another, yeah, I can't remember the other kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you, you still got some firepower coming. And so what's this team going to look like this coming year? Yeah, we, we've got good pieces. Um, and I mean, the way that we look at it, every journey is different. So it's like, you start, you start fresh, different roles, different seats on the bus. Um, Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to have a heck of a preseason. We're going to really work to earn each other's trust. Mm-hmm. and find out who we can count on and find out who can pay attention to detail, who does the little things, who can stay healthy, who can bulletproof the body, um, and who can we count on. And that's academically, too. That's, that's guys uh, handling their business in the classroom. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's, if there's any one thing I could give people, too. Uh, I'm going to dial – really dial in on – I want guys to understand what they are doing, why they are with us. Like, mm. what, what is their purpose? Uh, what we're just going to do – even affirmation, um, yeah. you know, maybe it's yeah. three things and that they can come back to because it's a, it, it's a lot. I don't want to say grind because I, I kind of hate that word, um, <laughs> but the season can be a lot and you can lose your focus when, when things start to go wrong. And so I guess, I guess the point is I'm excited for the journey with this group. We really work to play the guys strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we've lost some guys, we've got new guys coming in. They have different strengths. They've got to learn. I think when it looks, when it comes down to our team, we'll have a defensive first identity. So it doesn't matter how good you are on offense. You've got to figure out how to get stops and help us win defensively. Mm-hmm. And then within that, all right, Miles and Josh are probably going to have to touch the ball and hunt the paint. And how do you play off of our best guy? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's, that's going to be another thing. It doesn't matter what you did in high school. It's can you figure out how to play two-man games with those two guys or, you know, play well with the other guys? That, that's a big that's a big piece. Right. And it's always fun, right? It's a, you know, it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's <laughs> well, just, it can be fun. Yeah. It's not always fun. I think I Well, mean, that's true. <laughs> it can be frustrating, but that's yeah. part of the journey too. And that's okay. It is. And so what, what do you think it's going to be like now? And I'm, I guess you kind of already had that target on your back the last two years. Um, yeah. But now that you did kind of bring it home and you were actually allowed to play for a national championship, yeah. right. but you right. win it. And uh, you know, uh, so now you now you're the hunted. So uh, yeah, you know, definitely going to be a little bit different, I'm sure. Well, I think the biggest difference is just we don't have fun. I mean, for yeah. five years, I've delegated the point guard position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've uh, I've allowed him to you know just take ownership, come to me with stuff he likes. Uh, it, it was really just a great marriage of point guard and, and head coach. Mm-hmm. So. You know, what does that look like moving forward? Well, we've got freshman guards that are going to be out there. We have guys that um, aren't going to be as conditioned, aren't as strong, but don't make as easy to read. Now, they can get there, but he was just a complete package, you know, and right. he was a defensive-minded guy. And um, so that, that'll be the difference. We've always had a target on the back. That, that won't be different, but it's mm-hmm. like figuring out without Buzz 
And, and then there's going to be how, how do we handle losing? Because, mm, uh, yeah. you know, we've kind of put up some cartoonish numbers when it comes to win. And that's not sustainable. Um, and though, even though we have good, you know, how do we handle losing one, maybe two in a row? Um, mm-hmm. Do the guys lose faith in, in whatever, in the system, in each other? And um, so we got to really, you know, just be resilient and be ready to handle uh, that adversity when it hits us. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So to that point, you've only, your record over the last four seasons was 100 wins, seven losses. So it's, it, yeah, it definitely will be. You know. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, crazy. Um, yeah, super, super blessed. That just speaks to the players and even some of the players before us. Sure. Um, and that that we've been able to draw good guys that also feel valued and stay and and know they can impact winning. It's it's been it's been an awesome journey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like I said, fun to watch. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about your staff a little bit? I know Coach Matura a little bit. He and I go back and forth couple times a year talking about guys. So uh, yeah. but can you talk about your yeah, staff? I think, well, I think, you know, you talk about that record and a lot of it has to do with the continuity of staff. You know, mm-hmm. Dave and I have been together for seven, ever since I came in, he was my first hire. So seven years together, uh, great balance, great trade-off. Like he, his strength uh, as a connector and as an encourager mm-hmm. uh, have been really good for our players uh, where I might be driving and maybe a little impatient at times um, <laughs> or inspiring the shared vision that they can really fill in some gaps. Yeah. Right. Cause every leader has blind spots and has things that he's great at and things he's not so great at. That, that's part of it. Right. So uh, Sean Ball's also with me the last seven years and um, you know, just the guy that I can trust, the guy that players really respect and just does a great job. Yeah. And then Brett Barron, who's uh, going to the most calls, yeah, it's great. Great staff you have. There. And it's, it's great, too, that they've been together with you. So it's uh, definitely makes it a lot easier. Okay, Coach. Um, thanks again, uh, Coach Josh Merkel. Uh, best of luck to you this season. And, again, uh, thank you again for joining me. It means a lot to me. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch your teams. And, and best of luck to you. And I uh, appreciate you having me on. All right. Take care, Coach. We'll talk soon. All right, everyone. Uh, again, that was Coach Josh Merkel uh, with Randolph-Macon College defending Division three national championship or national champion in uh, men's basketball. Uh, great interview. Great guy. Uh, make sure you check him out. All right. Until next week. Take care. Bye-bye.